You're listening to the Zipline Logistics Truck Yeah podcast, where we explore all kinds of hot topics in the logistics industry. Get ready to learn, laugh, and get your freight on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Zipline Logistics Podcast. My name is Jesse Jewett. Joined with me, as always, our Director of Training and Development, Teddy Lee Knox. Teddy, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are we doing? Great. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. We're talking vocab today. Yep. That's exciting. It is exciting. There's all sorts of uh, fun little vocabulary words that we deal with a lot of them on a day-to-day basis some of them every once in a while Mm -hmm. but it's nice to be dangerous and understand what people are talking about yes also because i feel like logistics has four words for one thing sure and it can get very confusing everybody uses different terms Mm -hmm. and understanding all of them is very important in order to move fast which you have to in this industry yeah and sometimes people can like you said, four words for one term that you're talking about. Yeah. Some people call a line haul versus a lane, lane, transit, transit time, things of that nature. So sometimes it's like when you're emailing back and forth or talking to somebody on the phone, you need to kind of um, translate mm-hmm. so that you can make the best decision. Absolutely. So we're just going to go through some terms here. I'm going to bounce them off of you. Great. You're going to respond back, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully I don't stump you. (laughs) I hope not. This is one of the, I guess, most important parts of our onboarding. When we're onboarding new hires into Zipline, we call it Zipcabulary. Because I think there are also some things you need to know on the floor to understand those right terms. But today, I think we're just going to be talking about the basics. Let's talk big picture, and then we'll get pretty specific. So great. I have here in our notes, supply chain versus logistics. Give me some examples of supply chain versus logistics. So supply chain is encompasses the entire process. So that's the raw materials all the way to the final delivery of someone actually buying it. So when you're thinking of the supply chain, that includes terms like forecasting that in terms that, that includes terms like um, final final delivery, consumers purchase. All of that is included in supply chain, whereas logistics is just kind of a part of the supply chain. A subset, if you will. A subset, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the logistics is very important, but they are not the same thing. So a lot of people will use these terms interchangeably. Right. Overall, it's not going to hurt anything to use them interchangeably, but supply chain overall is different than logistics. Logistics is a part of supply chain. Absolutely. Uh, Logistics, some people might call it trucking. Mm Mm-hmm. Or transportation, Mm -hmm. whereas, yes, the supply chain can be uh, the production facilities, warehousing, Mm -hmm. um, packaging, et cetera, et cetera. It's very extensive. Yes, which means there's more parties involved. The network involved with the supply chain is pretty much everyone, whereas the logistics, it's usually just point A and point B, the vendor and the broker or carrier involved. So, Mm -hmm. it's again, you set up perfectly. This is a subset of... Supply chain. Talk to me about lead time versus transit time. So the transit time is the time it actually takes from pickup to delivery. So once the driver is loaded all the way to being unloaded and and released. 
um, or it's not released by the time to delivery. So this is, I guess, most importantly, the pickup times and the delivery times is making mm -hmm. the transit time. Whereas lead times, the time that you get in order to make the appointments and set up this lane, this transit, whatever term you want to use for that to be successful. So a lot of times, like you will request anywhere between a 10 to 14 day lead time, depending on the mode that lead time will change. So the lead time has more involved with it as well. It's not just, hey, I'll give it to you five days in advance. It depends on who you're shipping to and how you're shipping it to them. So we've got customers, CPG customers primarily, that give us two weeks lead time on a PO mm -hmm. that ships from Columbus and goes to and delivers into Chicago, Illinois, mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio to Chicago, Illinois. They give us two weeks lead time, meaning visibility into that PO. Mm -hmm. And then the transit time from Columbus to Chicago is one day. Exactly. Or out, it can get as close you, to hours if you if you really want to get to absolutely. It's a one day transit. We have two weeks lead time slash visibility. Yes, and I think one other important thing about the lead time is it is dependent upon how you are tracking this specific order. So some most customers will be tracking it by the MABD. But that is a whole other monster of itself of how sure. you're going to call the delivery date or requested date. So you're getting the lead time to when it has to deliver, or depending if this is a internal transfer, it may have to be the lead time to when it has to pick up. So it's dependent upon the date that you were looking at to track that certain measurement, that certain KPI. So if you are tracking when it has to pick up or when it has to deliver, the lead time is based off of one of those. Usually it's delivery, but sometimes it can be pickup. Let's talk bill of lading versus a freight bill. So bill of lading is the document that details shipment goods. It serves as a receipt. So this is including, you know, everything, where it's picking up, where it's going to, how much product is in it, each SKU kind of lined out. A bill of lading can sometimes also serve as a packing list, and it has all the details, and it turns into basically a receipt throughout the entire transit, whereas a freight bill is an invoice. So this is what what you're actually being charged. Um, and that can change, you know, dependent upon like who's being charged for what. So like there can be a freight bill for the customer, but there can also be a freight bill for the carrier as well. Sure. So it's not just one standard amount of, of rates for the entire transit. It depends on where it's going to. Typically a bill of lading would not have any charges on it. No, it would not. Not at all. That would be a, a big difference between those two. Yes. That's a good, a great point. Um, so when I first started here, someone told me that a bill of lading was actually called a bill of landing. And I was calling the wrong thing for the first three weeks that I worked here. And no one corrected me until I finally called, I think it was UNFI, to, to ask for the bill of landing. And she was like, sweetheart, you're calling it the wrong thing. And I was like, oh. Well, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> that UNFI person to it was very help nice. you out. Otherwise, I could still be like, I don't know. This isn't a real term. Bill of landing. Bill of landing. All right, here's some other hot topics, hot vocab. Consignee, receiver, destination, final destination. Yes. Are they all the same? Well, not necessarily. So okay. final destination can be something different. Okay. So if you are working with someone like a freight forwarder, you can be delivering it, but that's not actually the final destination of the product. So when depending on what mode you're going or how you're getting it there, if this is some sort of an export, you're delivering it, but that's not the final destination. So it's a destination, but not the final one. This also applies if you're doing any consolidations or multi-drop shipments. You have multiple destinations and one final destination where that transit, that load officially finishes. My mind is floating <laughs> right now. So many ways to but, go. 
Kanzani, though, is the is usually the the last stop. Usually, yes. Yes. For when we're in the logistics, you know, like when you're dealing from a vendor. But you also have to remember that means it's not necessarily the final destination because it right. still has to get to the store sure. so we can actually buy it. So a lot of semantics. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But again, that matters. If you use that term wrong and say it's at the destination and or the final destination, but it's not actually it can cause some problems. It can sure. cause some miscommunication, which is one of the biggest issues, I think, in any industry. That's why it's one of our values. Communication. Yes, it is. I think um, consignee is a, is a tough one to say and to read. It's mm-hmm. C-O-N-S-I-G-N-E-E. Consignee. Um, that's one that you're going to want to write down yeah. for the future. Um, I know I've said that before, and someone's like, "What? what is it? What are you talking about? And I'm like, the desk. Where we're deli- yeah, where we're delivering it to. <laughs> right. And then receiver, we also use like abbreviated all the time too. Mm-hmm. So we'll put like REC and someone's like, what does this stand for? And I think that can be confusing in logistics. Reception. Well. Reception. Receiver. <laughs> yes, yeah. Record. Right. <laughs> Most of our shipments that we move are one pick, one drop. Yes. So that's why we have a shipper and a receiver, mm-hmm. right? That's where it can get, uh, again, talking about how these vocabulary words, we don't necessarily use, use all of them on a day-to-day basis, but we get into a groove, right? We have one pick, one drop. Mm-hmm. So a shipper and a receiver, mm-hmm. a shipper and a consignee, right? They kind mm-hmm. of are, get interchanged. And then the reality is pick up here, deliver there on time to your customer specifications and everything. You don't need to know any vocabulary. No. Just kidding. <laughs> Just call us. We'll tell you what to say. What's up, truckers? If you love the Truck Yeah podcast, you'll also love the other content we create here at Zipline Logistics. I'm talking funny TikToks, weekly blogs, informational ebooks, client interviews, and so much more. To keep up with the latest CPG industry news and content, you can subscribe to Zipline Logistics retail resources by visiting www.ziplinelogistics.com slash enews or by simply clicking the link in the show notes. You don't want to miss out on the hottest expert insights on trending topics delivered right to your inbox and you want to know the best part it's completely free so sign up using the link in the show notes now let's get back to the episode tell me about sailing schedule because we at zipline logistics do not deal with um ocean freight Mm -hmm. until it hits the port correct but we do deal with carriers that have sailing schedules yes how is that possible? <laughs> well, it's called Reefer LTO, and they work off of a sailing schedule, and it's very similar to the same idea as ocean cargo, uh, as far as, you know, like where, what port they go into, what time, and it's the same thing, but it's obviously over the road. It's not over the ocean. So they have sailing schedules, and it, it's very dependent upon who the carrier is, but just as an example... They can pick up in a certain a certain area on Mondays and Thursdays, and they deliver to other certain areas the following Tuesday and Wednesdays. And it depends upon their temperature control, mm-hmm. um, their like how, what regions that they go to, and then also the types of receivers, consignees, or final destinations that we're going to, like who those actual retailers are. 
depends a lot. So each carrier is going to have different sailing schedules to take into account for all of those things. And each carrier's sailing schedule is vastly different. And that's important because if you miss a delivery, you have to wait until the next time it delivers on that sailing schedule. Right. It's not like full truckload where you can deliver based off of appointment availability. It's now appointment availability and carrier's sailing schedule availability. Even with, so that's like you said, primarily refrigerated LTL. Correct. Even with dry LTL, a lot of, I mean, they have a schedule, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's more, they deliver more often or a little more flexible than a reefer LTL. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, I agree. And I think their, like what we would consider their sailing schedule is from their destination terminal to the final destination. Mm-hmm. So you would see that be a lot more specific on a schedule than you would the entire transit because that transit it's the hub and spoke system. So you have a vi- it's much more visibility on when it's getting to where you right. basically know the path right away. Right. Yeah. Reefer LTL, not a lot of um, capacity, mm-hmm. hence the schedule. It's yeah. very strict. Yes. Um, so not a lot of extra refrigerated LTL capacity out there. Exactly. But that can be confusing because we've set up before to people like, hey, this is their sailing schedule. And they're like, you didn't tell me this was going on the ocean. Right. And it's like, no, it's not. But it's the same idea. So it's one of those terms that you can hear applied to multiple modes and multiple processes that you have to be clear about. If someone's new to logistics or new to the mode, that could be unclear. Tell me about a fun one, drayage. Drayage. Um, this is one that I get, I get stuck with a lot in training is that I'll tell people dray or drayage, and a lot of people don't use this term, or like we call it 40C as well. And this is 40-foot containers drayage from a port or a yard to usually not necessarily the final destination, but actually a point of origin where it can then be repacked and then delivered. Mm-hmm. So this is a great example of a, of a part of supply chain versus logistics of, you know, getting it to the warehouse so it can then be reworked, stored, and then finally delivered to the final destination. So a container gets loaded onto an ocean freighter. Yes. Traverses the ocean. Yes. Or the sea. And it arrives into a port in, let's call it America. Okay. The United States of America. Yep. New York, New Jersey. Norfolk. L.A., etc. From there, it gets offloaded of the ocean Off the freighter. Ship. Yeah. Into the port. Mm-hmm. Which is basically like a, a yard. And a specific, yep, a specific drayage carrier who has chassis attached to their truck. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the, a crane loads the container. We just hold a whole bunch of other terms. I feel like we need to explain sure. from that alone. <laughs> onto the chassis. Yes. Which is like a, it's equipment that's used. It's kind of like a flatbed. Sure. It's just like a, a flat piece of metal that yep. a rectangular looking thing that looks like a trailer <laughs> nailed it <laughs> so we're loading the container onto the chassis and that carrier is specifically called a drayage carrier Correct. and they're delivering it to a warehouse that will then unload the product from the container the carrier has to then dray it back mm-hmm. and drop the container back at the port yes sometimes empty sometimes going to be reloaded with other freight absolutely et cetera. Et cetera. That's the act of drayage. Yes, exactly. And that alone, again, like I said, has a lot of terms in it mm-hmm. as well, which can be very confusing. If I say dray, drayage, 40C, 20C, um, you know, imports, there's a lot of different ways that people refer to that act. Right. Another one that kind of sounds like that, but that's totally unrelated, is dunnage. Everybody thinks I make up that word. 
coming into zipline. They think it's like a trick. They're like, that's not a real word. <laughs> that's you got us. Yeah. Director of training and development. <laughs> Dunnage doesn't exist. What is Dunnage? Um, so this is actually the first logistics term I ever learned. Um, my dad is in the coal business and he'd always have to talk about the Dunnage and coal, which is limestone hmm. that you basically use to go with to pack in with the coal and then you have to refine it so this was the first logistics term that i've ever used and in what we do every single day with cpg is this basically means like the the corner boards the shrink wrap um if you have any airbags any blocking and bracing to keep that product intact to keep that product you know the integrity of that product is mm -hmm. really what i think of when you when you think of done it's just the wrapping it's the things to keep what you're actually buying safe or what you're actually using to be safe throughout the transit until consumers are using it. So the box, the carton is technically dunnage. Right. Sometimes there's like a, a dunnage fee, right? Mm -hmm. Disposing of the dunnage. Yep. And that can include the pallets as well. Sure. Uh, rapid fire deadhead. Um, deadhead is when you have to basically pay a carrier to go to a different location. You're paying him to make the transit. So like to get to the origin point. So there might be definitely a more elegant way to say that, but it's basically to get to where we want them to go to pick up. Empty miles. Empty miles. Thank you. Yes. So we live in, uh, or we're based in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So say a, a carrier delivers into Columbus, Ohio, but we have a new shipment out of Dayton, Ohio, which is about 60, 70 miles away. Yes. We're going to deadhead, meaning run empty from Columbus to Dayton to pick up the next load. Yes. Backhaul. Backhaul is trying to get back to your original point of origin. So I, we use this a lot within logistics to talk about getting a carrier on a backhaul so we can actually get them home to their mm -hmm. yard or to um, where they are based. How about stop? So stop. I always use stop as basically like a point in your transit. So a mm -hmm. stop is usually like where you're actually dropping something off or the final destination Okay. versus stop off, mm -hmm. which is different. And I usually use stop off as you're stopping somewhere to have something checked, um, like a via point, basically, if you want to have the product checked before it delivers to, a, you know, I guess, important retailer like Costco to make sure nothing shifted sure. or to stop off because you have to rework or that you have to switch the mode due to an issue with the final destination. So a stop off is not necessarily planned not part of the transit and a stop is a part of the transit so the stop works best with when you're looking at the consolidations so you can have multiple stops mm. and each of those stops is a destination or possibly an origin to pick product up yeah from. pick up uh tell me i think this will be our last one but the difference between multimodal and intermodal so multimodal is something that we use here in zipline a lot and the multimodal is like a team that does different modes so multimodal, we think of as LTL, reefer LTL, and then, of course, your, your drayage, your 40C business. So multiple modes, because often you're using multiple modes to get there to the final destination, whereas intermodal is the act of what we were talking about before with that ocean cargo. So intermodal is, is ocean cargo. It is rail. Um, it is the act of being able to be on a truck, be on a train, um, mm -hmm. where you are essentially always going to be using a chassis within that transit. You hear it the most for rail, but it yes. does technically apply to ocean cargo as well. But it goes from a truck to a train back to a truck to the final destination. So you have 
three separate drivers throughout that transit, possibly more. The world of logistics. A lot of vocabulary, a lot of zip vocabulary, <laughs> as, as Teddy mentioned. Uh, any that I missed that are fun? Mm, no. <laughs> One of the tip of my tongue is bobtail. Bobtail. Going back without a trailer. Correct. Which also people could talk about power only. Mm. Those are another term people will use for that. Just a truck. Just a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, all I think all of these terms, they're interesting to me. It's fascinating. But starting off in logistics, it was very confusing because all of these terms, like I said, all have abbreviations and acronyms with them. And when you get comfortable with an industry like this, you start to use them a lot. Yeah. And it can be confusing. So like you said, one of our values is communication. It's very important for us to make sure that we're making this clear from start to finish of anyone walking in our door to work here, as well as anyone that we're working with in their entire network. We've got a blog about these logistics terms, don't we? We do. Okay. www.ziplinelogistics.com backslash blog. You can search logistics terms on the website. If you want to talk more about the logistics terms, give us a call, 888-GO-ZIPLINE. Teddy, thanks for all of your uh, detailed explanation of the zip vocabulary. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for joining us on another edition of the Zipline Logistics Podcast. We'll see you next time, folks. 